2: Welcome to GNAC Insider, the show that lets you on the inside of the NCAA's Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Join us live Tuesday nights at 7 Pacific or by podcast anytime throughout the academic year. Listen live at blogtalkradio.com slash GNAC Insider or by podcast each week over iTunes or at our conference website, GNACsports.com. Now, here are your hosts, Kevin Young and Evan O'Kelly.
0: Welcome to GNAC Insider, our live look at what's going on in the Great Northwest Athletic Conference. And we've got some great things to talk about tonight. We're going to be talking about volleyball with Diane Flick, whose Western Washington team is leading the conference. Also, overall athletics with Dr. Gary Gray of Alaska Fairbanks, and we'll get into basketball as well. That's right. Basketball season is right around the corner, and we've got Ryan Looney joining us in a little while. He is the Seattle Pacific men's basketball head coach, and he's really got quite a program which has gotten quite a lot of attention, not only in the conference but nationally in terms of people who rank basketball teams around the country. The Sporting News has ranked his team number one nationally at Division Two. So we've got a great show, and I'm happy to have with us our co-host, the guy who does all the work behind the scenes. Evan O'Kelly, Evan, how are you tonight? Well, I'm doing really well. Kevin, how are you? Good. I'm excited about, you know, this is a fun time of year in sports because you've got soccer and volleyball, the standings, you know, uh, coming down to the wire here in so many different sports, and now basketball about to start. It's exciting. Yeah, when we start getting this overlap, things really start to pick up, and you've got a couple races going on in the fall sports, and then all the hype surrounding the winter sports, so it's a really exciting time around the GNAC. Yeah, there's a lot of good races. Hey, look forward to talking to you at the end of the show. Thanks again so much for uh, doing all you do to line up all of our guests and get me all prepared for uh, the show every week. It's exciting to, to get ready for this. And let me tell you about our first guest. Dr. Gary Gray is the University of Alaska Fairbanks Athletic Director. He's actually been in the Great Northwest Athletic Conference for a long time, but in his second full year at Alaska Fairbanks, he was at Montana State Billings, so listeners from that area will know Dr. Gray quite well. Uh, and we're very delighted to have him with us tonight as our first guest. Dr. Gray, thanks so much for being with us.
3: Hey, Kevin. It's great to be here. Thanks very much.
0: So, let's see now. I'm trying to think about the clock up in Alaska. It must have been dark there for a while, I suppose,
3: huh? <laughs> no, you know, <laughs> it's uh, 6 p.m. right now, so, no, it's uh, it's getting dark. Um you know, it's not not quite dark yet. It's kind of cloudy, overcast, uh, a little drizzly day today, so a little darker than normal. But uh, it's uh, we're losing about six and a half hour, uh excuse me, six and a half minutes of daylight per day. So we lose it faster and we get it back faster than the lower 48.
0: But I guess right now, at this time of the year, you're not that different than what we are in Oregon.
3: <laughs> uh, yeah, so not anyway. too much, uh, but yeah, go ahead. <laughs>
0: Your second year at Alaska Fairbanks, you've been in the conference for a long time. What was the transition like to go from Montana State Billings to Alaska Fairbanks?
3: You know, that's a great question. Um, I was looking for a change and had uh, 18 good years there at Montana State Billings. And, you know, during that time, we added 10 sports and we quadrupled the size of the number of student athletes. So I built some, you know, we built some nice facilities and we got a lot done. But, you know, it was time for a change and uh, some new challenges. So I, I knew some of the challenges I was getting into and uh I wanted to face those. But uh, you know, there obviously there are challenges anytime you go to a new place and a new program and a new system and, and a whole uh different array of sports, which maybe we can talk about here in a bit. But uh, you know, it was getting used to a whole new system and a whole new way of doing business. And uh, I think, uh, you know, the, the changes at MSUP were kind of gradual because they were over so many years. But when you drop right into a new program, all of a sudden everything is different. So the change is pretty dramatic. But, you know, great folks here and great university support, great community support. So I think the transition went, uh, went quite well, actually, in my first few months.
0: Have you had a chance, Dr. Gray, to get a vision for what you see as the Fairbanks Athletic Program five, ten years down the road?
3: Sure, um, you know, and one of the uniquenesses this program has, there's ten sports, and five are in the GNAC, and the other five sports are all in other conferences, sports-specific conferences. So there's really, you know, when you look at vision, it's not just along a conference line; it's along five or six conference lines, and and looking at the growth of that sport. One of those five other sports is Division One hockey, and that's, you know, that's a whole entity in itself and a whole different division, and and a whole different way of doing business, but you know, rifle was was something I wasn't familiar with. And we've won ten national championships since '94. We have some great plans for rifle. I just announced earlier today that we were uh, ranked number one in the country uh, after uh, a big win over NC State and the Old Miss on the weekend, set a program high against Old Miss, uh, and that's saying something. That means you know, shot higher than those ten national championships teams did. Conference. Uh, uh, with a lot of teams in the Upper Midwest and Upper Peninsula uh, swimming, which is a kind of a West Coast uh, a group of, of, uh, of schools for swim only, uh, and you know it's just it's, it's just kind of a really unusual mix and a, and a real uh, and a real good situation to have to be in all of those different you uh, know all those different conferences for the different sports.
0: I would think that would really give you a a very Unique experience. Let's talk for a minute about rifle, because I bet a lot of people, listeners to our, our show, don't know very much about collegiate rifle. I took a look at the uh, at the uh, history uh, just today, and what I saw was, since the year 2000, more times than not, your program has been the national champion.
3: Yeah, it's it's really a remarkable legacy, and it started in '94 with that first championship, and. You know, I guess success breeds success, and it, it attracts recruits, and uh, and it attracts the best competitors, like uh, uh, opponents who want to compete against you and kind of knock you off, and and uh, and, and and you know, kind of help their ranking points and rating points and strength of schedule. Uh, all of the teams that we shoot against are Division One uh, teams, although it's not technically a Division One sport; it's multi-divisional, but. You know, it's Kentucky and TCU and Old Miss and West Virginia and NC and State mention the service and academy. Air Force. Yeah. exactly. And Air, Force, Air Force, Army, yeah. Navy, yeah. yeah, exactly. All three of them. Um, so it's it's a uniqueness, but it, it has a long, long history here in Fairbanks. Extremely well supported uh, by the community, uh, and it's a it's a it's a great uh, it's a great sport. We have students from student athletes from all over the country. Our, our, our top shooters from Virginia. Uh, we have student athletes from Sweden, but we also have in-state students for rifle. So it kind of, it kind of, we cast the net uh, close and far for rifle.
0: Now, how about hockey? Uh, you know, hockey again, Division One. You're taking on some big schools.
3: Yeah, we are. You know, and we're in a new conference this year, the Western Collegiate Hockey Association. The uh, uh, Central Collegiate Hockey Association disbanded, uh, when the Big Ten kind of, uh, pulled in the Big Ten schools. They took, or the, 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 the Big Ten schools that were in the WCHA left, and the big schools that were, or the Big Ten schools that were in the CCHA left, and now they're all playing under the auspices of the Big Ten. So, what it meant was that one of those conferences went away, uh, four of the old WCHA teams, five of the old CCHA teams, plus an independent Alabama Huntsville form the new WCHA. So uh, it's a conference, and it's as far north as Fairbanks and as far southeast as Alabama Huntsville.
0: That's a heck of a travel schedule.
3: It is. You know, we get the miles, I guess. Uh, we definitely get the miles. <laughs> but it is, it is a lot of travel. And, you know, speaking of travel, that's one of the challenges that we have. And, you know, it's not, like a lot, not unlike a lot of the other uh, teams in the, in the GNAC or any of the West region teams really, but we're even a little further removed than some of the others. But, uh, because of the travel we have, it's extremely important to recruit good students, students who can miss some classes and still excel, uh, students who will manage their time properly, uh, do well academically. Uh, and not unlike most Division II programs, our graduation rate, our grade point average is well, well, I mean, many, many percentage points above the general student population. Uh, you know, And I, I think one reason student athletes exceed, succeed so well academically is they're plugged into a system. They have mentors. They have coaches. They're focused. And, you know, they have study table. And, and they have great checks, and, and they plan their class as well, and they have good advising, and the coaches really lead the effort as mentors. So we have a, a very, very high-achieving group of student-athletes. Our entrance requirements to uh, our university are uh, significantly higher than the NCA minimum. So, you know, we have a lot of students in engineering and biochemistry and Oh, my gosh. Uh, we, we have, we, I counted the number of majors we had in our program last year, and it was 40 different academic majors uh, represented on our 10 teams, but they're really, wow. really good students.
0: I know as an athletic director, academics is extremely important to you, obviously. So are facilities. In your hockey team, you're able to get a new, uh, new locker rooms, as I understand it.
4: Yeah, you
3: know, Kevin, I just came. I barely uh, got to uh, got to a place where I could call you. Just came for our grand opening of a 4.2 million dollar uh, locker room facility at our municipal facility. It's called the Carlson Center. Uh, it involves not only our locker room and a you know a sports medicine center and laundry area and coaches area and and student athlete lounge and locker room, kind of the traditional locker room and all of that but uh, four other small meeting rooms that are open to the public, a media room that is open to the public, a visiting team locker room that can be converted to a large meeting room for the public. Uh, and It's a municipal facility, as I said, but it's a wonderful facility. Uh, just this, this renovation in the facility, it's about 20 or 22 years old now, uh, was a $4.2 million facility, $4 million from the Alaska State Legislature, uh $100,000 from our hockey alums and $100,000 from our hockey booster club and it's just it's state of the art it's fantastic uh our players were so excited about it you know we did a youtube video the first time they walked in it about 2 weeks ago and within a couple hours we had almost 2000 hits on it uh they're just so excited um, you know i think those types of things help recruiting they help retention uh they just help the student athlete experience and and uh, and 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 I think they help you get ready to play and compete and and facilities are very important in what we do, whether it's hockey or or anything else. So you know we're working now on a on a long range strategic plan for facilities, both short term, which I call zero to five years, and then longer term, five to twenty. Uh, we've got an initial report done, but now we get into the nitty-gritty of, you know, some data collection and working with consultants down the road. And we hope, you know, we need, we need to look ahead 10 and 15 and 20 years uh, in order to, you know, conduct business. So that's what, that's what we're in the business of doing, and, and that's really exciting. But the hockey piece was really, really great. The grand opening ribbon cutting today was really exciting.
0: Well, Dr. Gray, I feel like I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about the the fall sports, the GDAC sports, cross-country volleyball. Let me give you a chance just to talk a bit about them before we say goodbye.
3: Sure. You know, uh, we've got a brand-new volleyball coach, so uh, a a new program, a new head coach, a new assistant coach. And uh, so, you know, we've had some success. um, And, you know, we're like everyone else. You know, you you win some, you lose some, you have some injuries, but you work hard and you keep trying to get better. Uh, So we celebrate the wins and, we look at, you know, the, down the road, recruiting and just building the strength of the program. Our new coach, Mallory Laranaga, is our only, uh, Nanook, uh, All-American in, uh, in volleyball. And so she's really doing a nice job leading the program. Her assistant, Jamie Folland, who for several years was our, our sports information director, who, uh, had, had been a volunteer assistant. Cross-country, um, also, you know, had some, had some good times, some good races. Uh, working hard. Um, historically, there's been a big tie-in between the Nordic Ski Program and cross country, and we're really trying to allow cross country to stand on its own and not have to be just a uh, maybe like it was in the old days, more of a preseason conditioner for Nordic Ski. We want to be successful in cross country. We want to be success- successful in Nordic Skiing, and although there will probably always be a little bit of overlap we're trying to really build cross-country running as a sport unto itself. So uh, it's been a pretty good fall, and, of course, like everyone else, we're working hard now at basketball, and, and hockey is well underway. We've got a big uh, invitational tournament this weekend. So uh, fall sports is really busy with Division two, and so we're no different from anyone else.
0: Dr. Gray, thank you so much for being our first guest tonight on GMAC Insider.
3: Thanks, Kevin. I sure appreciate it.
0: Okay, Dr. Gray, I'll tell you what, we were talking basketball. We're going to have Ryan Looney talk a little basketball with us. The Seattle Pacific men's head basketball coach will join us. But first, right after uh, a quick break, we're going to hear from Diane Flick, Western Washington University volleyball head coach, coming up next on GNAC Insider. Now it's time to take a trip around the GNAC. In Ellensburg, the Central Washington women's soccer team is celebrating after a pair of victories earned them GNAC Team of the Week honors. Central Washington is now in sole possession of second place in the GNAC standings with 18 points. The Central Washington football team also picked up a big win on Saturday, beating Dixie State 27-24 to remain at the top of the GNAC standings. Azusa Pacific running back Terrell Watson rushed for 302 yards, breaking the previous school record of 248 held by former Kansas City Chief Christian Acoya. In Bellingham, the Western Washington women's soccer team remained the number two team in the NCAA Top 25 poll released this week. Meanwhile, the Western Washington volleyball team also held on to its spot in the top 25, checking in at number seven for the second straight week. In British Columbia, the Simon Fraser men's soccer team is coming off a win on Saturday that moved it up in the NCAA rankings to number three. Simon Fraser remains in first place in the GMAC standings with 18 points. And the Simon Fraser women's cross-country team finished in second place at the Western Washington Invitational last weekend, posting the best results of all GNAC schools.
2: GNACsports.com is your 24-7 resource for all the latest on the great Northwest Athletic Conference. Schedules, results, standings, highlights, statistics, and profiles for all 10 GNAC members. Plus, catch live event coverage on GNAC TV. GNAC Insider will be right back.
3: Why choose Western
0: Washington University? Complete your education in one of Outside Magazine's dream towns. Immerse yourself in Western's 160 academic programs. Ranked by U.S. News and World Report as the number one public master's granting university in the Pacific Northwest, Western Washington University, active minds changing lives. Well, Bellingham has been quite the spot for volleyball, and we're going to get into a conversation with Diane Flick, Western Washington's volleyball head coach in her 14th season as head coach at WWU, ranked number seven right now in the NCAA Division II, undefeated in GNAC play with a record of 13-1 and overall, and a big match against UAA this week to potentially determine first place. Western Washington, 16 straight wins at home, dating back to last season. And the last team to beat them at home was UAA, so we're very happy to have with us Diane Flick Coach Flick, thanks for joining us.
4: Thanks for having me.
0: Your team is off to quite a start. I guess that's not too much of a surprise, but uh, that's quite a race you've got with Western Washington with uh, Alaska Anchorage.
4: Well you know we have a lot of great teams in our conference, so uh, you know I'm really pleased with how we started the season and they're playing great ball. there are so many teams in our conference so Every night, in and out, we've got to make sure and be prepared, and, and uh, you know, while we're looking forward to the match on Saturday, we definitely have to uh, keep ourselves focused on our Thursday match with Fairbanks.
0: I guess that's the thing about uh, having a good streak, is taking every game seriously and never looking past an opponent.
4: Very true. I mean, that's uh, something that, that we've been practicing and this actually something we needed to do just like any other skill is continue to focus with our heads down into the present. You know, we have a, a saying on our team that, uh, you know, you look too far ahead and you become, you know, you get yourself into a salmon burger pickle, which <laughs> without going into a long-term story of what that means, the general gist of it is, is just that we have to keep focused on every play, every moment, stay in the present. Um, and if you look too far ahead, you get too many th- cues coming in that uh, can dilute what your decision-making needs to be. So just staying really focused is our key.
0: Well, obviously, your focus has been good, judging by your record. Tell me, though, about your team's play. I'd like you to talk about some of the players who've been big contributors to your success this year.
4: Well, I think one of the keys of our team is just that we're, we're very balanced. Um, we're balanced in all facets of the game. We have... You know, really great first contacts and a good ball hailing core with our defensive specialists and Emily Cotter and Bryce Larson and, and Sam Hutchinson. I mean, they really solidify our first contacts. Taylor Dillard, as our setter, is doing a great job of, I always call her the mailman. She's got to deliver the mail to the right place at the right time, and she does a really good job of a good feel for the game and distributing her offense, and then you know, we've got some great hitters um, from pin to pin and through the middle. Um, you know, we obviously you hear a lot about um, Kayla Erickson and, and Emily Berger in the middle. Um, but, uh, you know, they've got great people on the outside with uh, Jenica McPherson and Kelsey Moore and Rachel Roeder. So, you know, all those players, you know, together make us a collectively great team just because, you know, we do a good job of just staying balanced in all facets of the game.
0: Boy, well, you sure do describe a balanced effort. Now, Berger <laughs> and Erickson, uh number one and number two, in attack percentage in the country? Yeah,
4: they are. Yeah, they are, which, uh, you know, that it's uh, most people have to remind us of it because, you know, they're two people who are perfectionists, and, and so they're constantly trying to improve their games. Um, so I'm not sure if they even know what the numbers are uh, because they'll probably tell you they could have done better.
0: You love to hear that, don't you? <laughs>
4: of course, of course. <laughs>
0: So, fourteen years there. How would you rank this team against some of your all-time best teams?
4: You know, I think it is one of the one of the better teams that we've had. Um, you know, we're like I said, we're pretty solid throughout our entire lineup. Um, you know, but every team is building off the success of the teams before. So, you know, you're always striving to get better and. And uh, while this is one of our, you know, one of our great teams, you know, they're definitely reaping the benefits of the great teams that have come before them. So, you know, they're they're now trying to work to leave their legacy so the teams after them will also be able to build off of them.
0: I would think that's one of the nice things about having good tenure as a coach is the work that you put in earlier in your career there is really paying dividends and hopefully will continue to pay dividends for some time.
4: Yeah, I mean, I think that's important. I think longevity in a program is is uh, essential for it to be successful. And, and I've been very fortunate to have my assistant, James, Suh with me 13 of those 14 years. And I think that kind of stability in a staff, you know, helps to create a certain culture, and that culture then kind of perpetuates itself with seniors who graduate and, and like, leave their mark on the program for others, like I said before, to build off of.
0: What uh, kind of an advantage is it for you to play at home? I mean, you've had such a great winning streak there. Why do you play so well at home, do you think?
4: Well, I think if you ask any team, um, none of them would say, "Gee, I'd rather play on the road than play at home." so you know it's just there's a level of comfort of being in your own gym you know we have you know we we're really fortunate that we have some great support from our student body, from um, our band, from the community, from the parents of our players, and so you know there's really a great vibe in the gym when we play and and it doesn't bother me one bit that they might you know cheer for us a little bit more than our opponent but you know it's it's a it's a great environment. Like I said, you know, everybody loves to play at home and and we're definitely no exception.
0: Well, great luck this week against Fairbanks and against uh, Alaska Anchorage. Uh, I wish you continued success, and thanks so much for joining us.
4: Thank you very much.
0: Diane Flick has been with us, the head volleyball coach with Western Washington. They're putting together another great season, which, as I said earlier, I guess comes as no surprise. We're going to switch gears and talk basketball next in just a moment. Let's take a look at some of the upcoming conference matchups this week in the GNAC. In women's soccer, Central Washington will look to extend its two-game winning streak as it has two tough road opponents in Montana State Billings and Northwest Nazarene. Number two-ranked Western Washington is also on the road, taking on St. Martin's on Thursday and Western Oregon on Saturday. In men's soccer, number three-ranked Simon Fraser looks to stay in first place with road games against the University of Mary and South Dakota School of Mines. Second place, Seattle Pacific, meanwhile, will try to gain ground in the standings as it faces Northwest Nazarene and Montana State Billings on the road. In football, Central Washington travels to Simon Fraser to put its three-game winning streak on the line in Burnaby. Azusa Pacific travels to Humboldt State, while Western Oregon heads east to challenge Dixie State. Moving to volleyball, number 7 Western Washington hosts Alaska Anchorage on Saturday in a matchup of schools that are undefeated in GNAC play. Third place, Northwest Nazarene enjoys a day off on Thursday before a tough road match against 4th place Central Washington on Saturday. In cross-country, all but three GNAC schools have the week off in preparation of the upcoming GNAC championships in Monmouth, Oregon, on October 26th. Northwest Nazarene, St. Martins, and Western Oregon will each run one final time on Saturday before next weekend's conference meet. And the Red Lions Student Athletes of the Week for the period ending October 13th can be found at GNACsports.com.
2: Remember, if you don't catch us live, listen to GNAC Insider via podcast over iTunes or at GNACSports.com. We'll be right back with more GNAC Insider. Fall is in the air, and you know what that means. Fall and winter sports. With more than 40 hotels throughout the West, why not
4: take a road trip with Red Lion Hotels and follow your favorite team? With plush pillow top beds, free Wi-Fi, restaurants and lounges, we want you to stay comfortable. Visit RedLion.com for the lowest rate guaranteed. Red Lion Hotels are proud supporters of the Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Hit the road with us. Red Lion Hotels. There's always a Red Lion nearby. As I mentioned
0: earlier, it's that time of year where we kind of change gears in sports, and we've got basketball coming up, and we're very delighted to have with us one of the uh, most successful uh, basketball coaches in the conference. Seattle Civic Men's basketball coach Ryan Looney is going to be our next guest. Fifth season as head coach at SPU, the Falcons ranked number one in the uh, Sporting News preseason NCAA poll and picked first by the GNAC Coaches in the poll released today in the Great Northwest Athletic Conference. So let us welcome uh, Coach Looney to the program. Coach, thanks so much for being with us tonight.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Hey, congratulations on the recognition you're getting before the season starts.
1: <laughs> Thank you. Um, I hope uh, that our team's able to handle it the right way.
0: How do you feel about, you know, being ranked number one in the sporting news at the season's start? I mean, is that a good thing or can it be a little bit of a... Uh, you know, of a, a mind-bender.
1: I think it's uh, great for recruiting. Um, in all honesty, in our program, we haven't spent too much time um, talking about it. We feel like we have a pretty mature group, uh, whether we were picked first or last um, in Division Two, or even within our conference. We think that our group will, will be able to handle it the right way. Uh, I think the big thing for us, uh, we're trying to look at it uh, in regards to the big picture. It, it doesn't necessarily matter where you're at right now, and I think uh, we're looking at it uh, in regards to where we're finished or where we finish at uh, by the end of the year, which is what the ultimate goal is.
0: That makes sense, and you've had a pretty good track record here the last few years. Tell me about the the leadership. One of the players I know coming back to you, a very important part of your team, uh, point guard David Downs.
1: Yeah, David has already had a great career um, to this point. He's come into our program as as a guy who could really, really score it. Um, He can still do that, but he's really developed uh, the ability to play point guard. Um, Led our conference in assists uh, a year ago, and we're kind of expecting some of those same things again from him this year.
0: What other players should we keep an eye on uh, this year?
1: Well, we think uh, we have a combination of a bunch of guys uh, who can be special for us. Uh, David, a year ago, was first-team all-conference. Patrick Simon was second-team all-conference. Riley Stockton was honorable mention all-conference, led the GNAC in rebounding and was the GNAC defensive player of the year. Um, But we also think uh, Corey Hudson has a chance to have a breakout year for us this year.
0: Excellent. You know, Riley Stockton, as some of our listeners may know, nephew of John Stockton, am I right?
1: Yes, he is. Um, And to be honest, uh, he's probably one of the most competitive kids uh, I've coached, kind of runs in the family.
0: (laughs) So uh, how about uh, defensively? Uh, Who will be a factor for your team on the other end?
1: Well, Riley starts it for us. Um, Like I mentioned uh, a little bit earlier, he was the defensive player of the year. Uh, in the league a year ago, um, and he sets the tone for us uh, on that end. Uh, Ryan Todd, who played a little bit off the bench for us, is another guy who can really defend. Um, And then we think we have pretty good uh, overall size, too, which usually helps us on that end of the floor.
0: You've got four newcomers coming in this year, including a couple of transfers. Uh, Do you expect them to be a factor?
1: We think they can all be good, um, some sooner uh, than others probably. Uh, We have two freshman big kids, Joe Rasmussen from uh, Mercer Island High School right here in Seattle. Um, Father, Blair, played in the NBA for a long time. Uh, And then E.J. Polson from Reno, Nevada. Um, They're both in the 6'8", 6'9", range, already have uh, big developed bodies. Uh, In time, they're going to be really special players uh, in our conference. Um, And then we have two transfers, uh, Matt Borton. Uh, from the University of Idaho, and Jake Gaylor's from the University of Portland. Uh, both can uh, really shoot it from the three-point line. Uh, both have great experience. Um, we're hoping uh, together with the two of them they can fill some of what Joby Wall gave us a year ago.
0: You've got a very interesting way to start the season uh, with uh, the Stanford Cardinal here in, what, about two weeks?
1: Yeah, we always try to uh, find a Division One game to put on our schedule early in the year. Uh, we think uh, it's important for our guys to get an opportunity to play on as big a stage as possible. And, and to be honest, I think it helps us in recruiting to be able to say we, we get to play one or two of those games every year.
0: You had some pretty good success uh, down in Tucson, did you not, a couple of years ago?
1: <laughs> we did. Um, I, it would be great if we could duplicate the same thing, um, but we know that we, we definitely have a tough test on our hands.
0: Now, following that, the Disney classic. I uh, understand that's something you're excited about.
1: Yeah, we're extremely excited. We've uh, thought about trying to get in it uh, previous years, um, just hasn't necessarily worked out. Um, we're excited to play that early uh, in that environment, um, and also because of, I think, the amount of depth and experience that we have. We're, we're excited to play against the three opponents we have on our schedule because we think that we'll definitely be tested early.
0: Well, it gives you a chance, I think, to kind of showcase, showcase the conference. I mean, the, the Great Northwest Athletic Conference is a basketball conference. is quite well respected around Division II. It is. Um,
1: University of Alaska Anchorage is in it uh, with us as well. Um, Western Washington has played in it uh, in the past. Um, I think it's a chance for us to kind of see exactly where we do stack up uh, with some of the other schools from different conferences around the country. Um, it hasn't been often uh, in my five years here at SPU that we've been able to play against the Division II opponents outside of our region. So just to be able to go and play Lindenwood out of Missouri um, and Texas A&M International um, gives us a chance to play a couple teams that uh, – we wouldn't traditionally get an opportunity to play.
0: Now, Western Washington, of course, was recognized uh, also by Sporting News. That doesn't surprise you, I'm sure. Alaska Anchorage, though, was actually ranked second, got one first-place vote by the, uh, by the coaches.
1: Yeah, I think both schools you just mentioned uh, or teams are going to be very, very good. Um, Western, obviously, has built a culture. Um, they, uh, they believe that uh, they can win any time that they step on the floor. Um, they've created some problems for not just us, but a lot of teams in the league over the last couple of years. Uh, and then coach Osborne at UAA does a fantastic job. Um, they are going to be exceptionally good, especially at the guard, uh, positions. So we know that, uh, even though we came out one in that preseason poll that every year in the GNAC, there's going to be great teams, great individual players and great coaches.
0: Well, Coach, I look forward to a chance to visit with you as we get the season underway. Thank you so much for joining us tonight.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: I sure appreciate uh, your joining us. Ryan Looney, the uh, Seattle Pacific University uh, men's basketball coach with us on GNAC Insider, and I'm going to bring Evan O'Kelly back into the show as we wrap things up tonight. Evan, hey, thanks again. You you do such a great job of uh, booking our guests. I'm always, I, I know sometimes I probably get a little long-winded, but... I enjoy so much hearing these coaches. They're all so smart.
3: (laughs) Yeah, great to hear from uh, Ryan
0: there. And like he said, Seattle-specific, picked by the coaches in the GNAC to finish in first place. That was released today. And coming up tomorrow will be the women's preseason GNAC poll. And uh, just a little preview there. Might be a little surprise at the top three spots. So make sure you check GNACsports.com tomorrow. And then Thursday and Friday will be the preseason GNAC all conference teams. So a lot of basketball action coming your way. And then, of course, other GNAC uh, fall sports games coming up this weekend. That's right. Friday morning would be a good chance to catch up on all the volleyball action. And, uh, and of course, everybody, we'd love to have you with us, whether it be live on Tuesday nights at 7 o'clock at blogtalkradio.com slash GNAC insider or whether you join us uh, via podcast, which you can do very easily by uh, going to iTunes and just uh, putting the letters G-N-A-C into the search, and it makes it real easy to subscribe and listen to every show with us. Hey, thanks so much. Uh, It's been great uh, visiting with you. I uh, look forward to talking to you again next week, Evan, and uh, to next week's show. Great. Okay. Evan O'Kelly joining us every week on GNAC Insider, and thank you for joining us as we spend Tuesday nights together and talk about all the activities going on in the Great Northwest Athletic Conference. And don't forget, between Tuesday nights, you can always go to GNACsports.com. Good night.
2: Thank you for joining us on GNAC Insider, the weekly update on the student-athletes, coaches, and events of the NCAA's Great Northwest Athletic Conference. Catch us live every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. Pacific at blogtalkradio.com slash or listen at your convenience throughout the week at GNACsports.com or subscribe to the podcast over iTunes. GNAC Insider is a production of Soundbrook, creating revenue streams with digital audio.